shapes up like this, our friend Vinny Iyer, who covers the NFL from the Sporting News, he'll chime in here at the bottom of the hour. He kicks off the guest list for the day. So Super Bowl 57 conversation with Vinny Iyer, a Northwestern graduate. We'll get to that in a second, that aspect of things. Uh, Vinny Iyer first, and then... Bracketology, bracketology, bracketwag.com. That's Shelby Mast, and he joins us every Tuesday. Iowa State on the two-line in Shelby's latest bracket here today. That's as high as I've seen the clones. I was sitting on an eight. I've seen them as uh, well-positioned as a six in some of the uh, brackets that are out there. Uh, but our bracketologist, Shelby Mast, will join us. At 11.50. Ten minutes afternoon, Adam Emmenecker is here. We'll catch up on the week that was the Missouri Valley Conference, fo- focusing in on Drake and on uh, you and I. Uh, and then we will wrap things up talking Big 12 as a whole, uh, football and basketball with our friend Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. Another fun night last night in the Big 12. Only one game, but Big Monday and Bill Self. What did I see? He's Bill Self is now 36-0 and on Big Monday, can that be right? At home, at home, Big Monday, thirty-six and all. That's unthinkable. That is bizarre if it's true. Um, saw it out there last night. And I think it was a basketball writer that posted that tweet. So, anyways, we know what happened last night, and it was a good game. It looked mm-hmm. like it was going to be a blowout game. Texas started the second half on fire, closed the gap, tied the game, and it was kind of back and forth down the stretch. And maybe the player of the year in the Big 12, uh, Mr. Wilson, only having two points. <laughs> Finding a way to win uh, when your best player uh, does uh, essentially nothing. And that's what uh, Jalen Wilson did last night. But Harris is such a difference maker. When he's on, so is Kansas. We'll get back to that game. Everybody wants to talk about the story in sports, unless you want to focus there. Uh, just one quick note. Did they maybe unlock something here with Yesifu? You mentioned he scored. He's been scoring lately, Trent. He was kind of the bright spot, yeah. in the Iowa State game for the them. bright spot. Yeah, he had that ridiculous dunk on him. Just a beautiful pass. One of the mm-hmm. best passes you're going to see in college hoops, and went in for the dunk. Maybe we're going to see a little bit more out of the yeah. former Drake Bulldog in Yesifu because he's given minutes and mm-hmm. he's given some good minutes there. And scoring a veteran. Yep, they need a little more scoring punch. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Yesifu basically become. You know, that first guy off the bench, yeah. that's kind of what he has turned into, mm-hmm. at least here the last couple of games. And yep. if that continues, Kansas needs that. If they're going to hit their heights, if they're going to be back in a Final Four, another chance at a championship, they're going to have to have a guy like Yesif who come in there and kind of be the old Vinny Microwave Johnson, right? Yeah, that he, works. Heat him in, come in, yeah. hit a couple of shots, get to the rim, do a couple of things. You're not going to play 25 minutes a game. Maybe it's 15, 18, something like that. Yeah. Yes, who was good again last night. No, he really was. Uh, he gave him a spark, 14 points in 19 minutes. And again, Wilson was one of seven in the basketball game. One of seven in the game. Now he's in foul trouble, mm-hmm. so that certainly played a role in it. But uh, Kansas back into the win column. All right, so let's get to the University of. <laughs> and on Tom Cakert's message board, did you see the thread that was posted on Friday? The buckle up, there's a Friday um Late Friday, news drop coming, and then it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And then the speculation was, well, what's behind it? What's behind it? Well, it came on Monday, and we saw what it was. I'm I'm anxious to hear your take. I'll just real quick, and then I'll pile it. I don't get the need for it. Right. I mean, why? Why why put this out there? But anyways. um, The thought process, I'm sure, from Gary Barta is... 
well, this will be an appeasement to the fans. This will help throw the them fan a little base. branch. On. Throw throw them a bone. Mm-hmm. Let them have something that they can glob onto. He just doesn't have carte blanche. He's now got to check these boxes or he's out the door. That's what you're saying? That's, I'm sure, his thought process. I get it, yep. Now, it's idiotic. I agree. Which shouldn't come as a surprise, but it is. Right. If they're 10-2 if they're, if they're and two or 10-3 and three with an appearance in the Big Ten champion and they only score 21, really, he's going to be gone? No, he's not. 2009, a very revered team. Yes. Average 23 points a game. There you go. Look how far they got. Well, and here's the other thing. He's backed himself into a corner. Let's let's play what you did there. They go 10-2 and two in the regular season, lose to Penn State one other. They win the division. They go to the championship game. They don't get it done, but they play incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And they don't hit that benchmark. They don't get to the 25 points per game. So, by the terms of the contract and this amendment that was put in, uh-huh. Brian Ferentz is terminated. Yep. How's Ju- June 30th. How's Kirk going to handle that? Well, two, two, two schools of thought. One, he follows Brian out the door. That's exactly what I think would happen. I do, too. Or two, um, he convinces the powers that be, because he's still got a lot of power. Yes, he does. Um, that, look, we were just 10 and 2. We played Ohio State or Michigan or fill in the blank. Incredibly tough. We're going to a good bowl game. And Our offense really did improve do this? because it's going to be better. It is going to be better. They got a better quarterback. They averaged twenty four point four points per game. Uh huh. Can't even do the rounding up thing, right? right, right. If it's a twenty four point five, twenty four point four points per game. They go ten and two. Give a hell of a run in the Big Ten championship mm-hmm. game. Sorry, nope. Got to fire offensive right. coordinator now. You think Kirk's just going to no accept that line down? No, absolutely not. So now you've backed yourself into this quarter because of this idiotic thing that you think was going to appease the fan base mm-hmm. that you put together, and now you're going to lose. Your longtime head coach, a guy, we know Gary Barta, how much he respects Kirk Ferentz and how he doesn't want to upset the apple cart. And yet you do. So you either have a spot where you just give Brian Ferentz a new contract. Or, yeah, he's got egg all over his face. Or, which wouldn't be the first time. Kirk Ferentz walks away and retires. Yeah. And you don't want that either. No. Especially coming off of that kind of season. Because you're not going to get to hire the new guy. (laughs) You are not. Does Gary Barta get fired if that happens? In this scenario that we're laying out. Boy, he's Trent with all this stuff, the body of work that he's of put that. together with the lawsuits that have gone against him one after another and the ridicule that he's brought to the university, this would be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Maybe. Maybe. Because you back the team, the university, the football mm-hmm. department. You've- and it's either the head football coach or the athletic director. Whoever gets to decide. And then the new AD can give a new contract to Brian, and everything's all well and mm-hmm. good, and he gets now a three-year rolling contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll probably be the next step of it. But, boy, I mean, talk about unintended consequences, and right. we like to talk about that a lot. That is a huge one right there. They have a great season, but they don't hit that benchmark. And they're liable not to. Absolutely, it can happen. Look, the offense is not going to be worse. It can't. No. It, no. it literally is impossible. They've improved the offensive line. They've got a couple of receivers. They've got another competent tight end. They always have a couple. We knew Lachey was coming back. Now Eric All, who people rave about. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, does he ever cashed in on the NIL. By the way, I want to ask, I should have asked somebody around the team this. Did you see over the weekend, who was the Summit Agriculture Group? I wonder, is it something like Suck Up You know, at Iowa State? Is it something? So I have no clue. So they they signed agreements, according to Twitter, about 20 football players. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do for them? Do Work in the fields? Well, I mean, it's the same thing. They're going to make go there. There'll be a couple of glad-handy things. It's, I guess. It's anything. Right. Now, what does an organization get when they invest in Iowa athletics and write a check for a couple million dollars? Mm. 
I mean, do they, tickets. Do they? Oh, yeah. Do they yeah. get anything? Well, now you can shake hands. Get with to Kate go to a different gate and different elevator. Hey, all of your guys get to go here, you know, and, and you mm-hmm. get to meet the players, and yeah. they're going to be in a commercial and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That's all it is. I just wondered who was who's behind. Who is the Hawkeye? Somebody fan? with money. Oh, you think? <laughs> Summit Agriculture Group. I'm guessing they've got some money. But I just back to back to the announcement yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Why do it? Why do it? Because I don't think it's I don't I think it's a lose lose situation. No doubt. I really do. Like they're gonna win seven games. Yes. Gonna fall out of bed and win seven games. Have you seen the schedule? They won seven games this year. Right. And and that's the regular season. And there's no Ohio State. And there's no uh, Michigan. You've got to go to Penn State. You know what I'm looking forward to? Do you remember watching Cub games, uh, Chicago Cubs games in the 80s and in the 90s? What was a big part of those telecasts on WGN? Well, Harry Carey. Well, that. And what about the shortstop? You remember the shortstop? And remember the fan in the stands with the Sean Dunstan-o-meter? <laughs> yes. Will there be a Brian Ferentz-o-meter with the, total, <laughs> with the average number of points scored every game? Is that where we're headed to? Oh, absolutely. There's already a Twitter account out there. Is there? Yes, the Brian Ferentz, I think, points meter, I think is what it's called. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's already happening, and it's going to be a season long. And here's the other thing. And this has bothered me going back to last week and Kirk talking about all these different numbers and the numbers that are out there. And we're 55-3 and when we scored 25. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. What about when you don't score 25? So I found this number. Dating back in the six years as Brian... As the offensive coordinator. So Iowa, during that time, yeah, the numbers are exactly right. 55-3 and three mm-hmm. when they score that many points. But there is another component here. When they score less. What are they? Well, they've lost 22 times. Mm. They have only one lost, excuse me, one game where they scored 25 or more. Lost 38-36 to Purdue back in 2018. That's it. So one time in six years, Phil Parker, his defense didn't put up their end of the bargain. We're going to lump these two guys together because hmm. that's what Kirk wants to do. Mm-mm-mm. It's unthinkable, unconscionable that this is where we are with this football program. Kirk last week saying eight's not the goal. And then the goal was put in for seven. seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on and on and on. All these different numbers. The defenses that they play this year, when they play Utah State, when they play Western Michigan, fourth quarter, we know what it normally is. Mm-hmm. Running to the middle of the line. No, it's Kate McNamara dropping back and mm-hmm. trying to run up the score this, this year. When we get to the end of the season, and all of a sudden, boy, Iowa's got to average you know, 27 points over the final two games to get there. How about going into Lincoln on Black mm-hmm. Friday knowing you've got to get 38 points right. to keep Brian's job? That's going to be a huge oh, component. But you're, you're, you're 9-2 and two going into Lincoln, but you have to score 38 points. Yes. In order to keep, you mean to tell me that if you're nine and two, there's a chance that this cat's losing his job? Of course he's not going to lose his job. And they put it, look, I don't know where there's wiggle room in the contract. I don't. It seems pretty, pretty black and white to me that if you don't check both of those boxes, the contract terminates on June the 30th. So what does that mean? The contract terminates and we just hand him another one? Or does the contract terminate and the person whose name is on the contract get terminated along with them? Don't know that. I have to believe there's wiggle room and a way out of this because 9-2, and two, going to Lincoln, need 38 points. Don't get 38. It's not going to end well for Brian. Um, look, there's no other schools that do this. I get it. At least I have never seen it before. Somebody said that that Gary Barta, and I don't remember if this is true, 
in one of Alfred's final years, because I think he kept getting years tacked on, not those multi-years, maybe there was stipulations around Steve Alford that he had to check these many boxes for Barta or that was going to be the end of his run. And this is the second time that he's played that, but it's just the timing of it for crying out loud. We're in the middle of February. We're a month away from spring practice starting, for God's sakes. So uh, the name that we're looking for for that agriculture group? Summit, yeah, Summit, yeah. Bruce Rastetter. You know that name? Yeah, he's on the Board of Regents. Yep. Well, Caller just passed that along. Thank two you and to two them. being put together. Thank yes. you, Caller. Of course, he had the nephew that was maybe the worst punter of the Ferens era. That's right. Yeah. Ooh, that was ugly. This nepotism thing. And Iowa State's go on Channel 13 last night. did a piece on Thomas Pollard. Thomas Pollard. On the job he's doing for T.J. Otzelberger. How'd he get that job? I wonder. I wonder. Uh, Mike is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing well. L- love the show. Um, try to listen every day. I appreciate uh, that. Wish there was more. I, I was mentioning <laughs> that. The, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm only one person. Yeah, I, I got it. No, I'm look, we're great. We're glad to have you. Fire away. <laughs> anyway, uh, find it. I was looking back through the scores and from this past season, and if you subtract what the defense scored. Um, what Iowa average? Oh, it's got to be in the yeah. It's got to be in the what is it? Trent, Ten you know? points a game, maybe. I have the I numbers. Let me find. Scoring game was thirty. Uh, but I, I was just curious if this contract took into account. I think it's all. It's all. It's, yeah, it's not just offense. It's, yep. it's twenty. It's the. It's the team scores twenty five points. I was offense yeah, this year. Averaged fourteen point one six points per game. There you go. So Defense averaged three and a half a game. Yep. Unreal. And the defense scored at least a touchdown, I think, in every game. A lot of them. Well, close. Yep. One of them was 9-6. But yep. anyway, I just was curious if the defensive stats and scores were backed out of. No, it's it's all it's all points, right? Referendum. Yep, it's all points. All Thanks right, for the call. Good to hear from you. Appreciate it. Uh, speaking of Northwestern, we found out today that the Northwestern-Iowa game uh, scheduled for Ryan Field mm-hmm. on November the 4th is being moved. That game will now take place at Wrigley Field. Scott Dockerman, as far back, Trent, going all the way back to Saturday, <laughs> to Saturday, ask Gary Barda, is there any truth to this? Is the Northwestern-Iowa game perhaps going to be played at Wrigley Field? 48 hours ago, Gary Barda told Scott, Scott Dockerman, news to me. This has been out there for months. I haven't heard a word. I mean, just say, you know, I don't have anything further to comment on yeah. at this point. Yes, no, it makes, him look, it makes him look out of touch with what's going on in his athletic department. Or a liar. Or a liar. Depending on... I'm told not to say that word. I, get, I used to get called to the corner office, but I used that word really? back in the day. <laughs> Untruths. Is that Yes. Better? He's his being nose, untruthful. His nose was growing. You're right. 40 hours ago, hadn't heard a peep. News to me. Unbelievable. They can't get out of the Roman. That's why when the Orange Crush thing hit, mm-hmm. I thought this can't be a real deal, that Iowa is trying to do this on purpose to take away from Kirk's press conference that happened earlier in the day. Because they can't get out of their own way. 
and they finally, for the one, one of the few yes, times, yes. had a PR win. What right. happened last week? Right. The Boys and Girls Club, the ovo- ov- it was ovation. Great. That, it was incredible. It was one of the moments of the game. Yes. When you think back of that game, it was a great college great game. basketball game. Mm-hmm. It'll be remembered because of just what happened on the hardwood. Yep. But a huge component also of that is going to be yes. the way that played out and the ovation yep. that those young ladies and those young guys in their gold right. Hawkeye t-shirts. It, just, on, it was great. A wonderful moment. Ear. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then... They 48 hours later, here they go. Yeah. What's on your shoe? More crap. <laughs> More crap, indeed. One other thing. All right. I, I've uh, I got to get this one final note. We're going down this line. Because I, I get pushback from time, people on social media, message boards, and the like, about continually talking about the yards per game, right? Yards per game that Iowa averages because they don't play at the same tempo. They don't say it, play at the same pace as other teams. They're built differently. They win differently, and they have one. Absolutely. I, I can't disagree with those points. So something that would make more sense when you take tempo out of it, when you take pace of play out of there, is yards per play. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter if you run yeah, 57 right, plays a right. game or 107. Yep, Yards per play is a good component. Here are the numbers of Brian Ferentz. Yards per play, not per game. Do you have where they stack up uh, uh, in the league? I do. Well, not in the league, in the country. Oh, in the country. Good. Better yet. Uh, Year one, 108th. Mm -hmm. Year two, 91st. We get to the high water marks both years. Years three and four, 86 in the country in yards per play. Last year, 129th. The year previous, 120th in yards per play. That's taking tempo out of it. That's taking out how fast they play, how many plays that they have. That is style of play. And they're bad at that metric, too. Mm-hmm. There is not metrics that you can point to and say they win. Outside of wins. Final point. And what makes me the most frustrated looking at this is Iowa has had a lot of success. Point to the wins. Kirk mentioned it last week. Stack them up. Mm-hmm. They're behind only Michigan and Ohio State yep. in the Big Ten. You look nationally. They're, depending on where your kind of year cutoff is, top 15, some places top 10 in terms of wins during this time period. Yet, what more should have it been? They should have won the division last year. Mm-hmm. Nate Stanley, two of those three mm-hmm. years, they were the best team in the Big Ten West, and they didn't get there. Right. And when you look back at each one of those losses, again, we look at the numbers, 22 of the losses, only once, you can point to the defense. 22 of them, you can point to the offense, not holding up their end of the deal. This could have been so much more. With somebody competent, with somebody that actually is a real offensive coordinator, if you had an adult in place that could have run this offense, <laughs> yeah. there could have been so much more to the Iowa program. And that's my continued sticking point. The success has been great, but there should have been more success. Mm-hmm. It's not unfair. That's not unfair. Uh, we shall see. All right. Uh, Vinny Iyer's coming up, Northwestern grad. That's why we uh, um, we want to book him to talk about the Super Bowl, obviously, but put that out there early in the program. Um, man, Trent, I spent a lot of time on this game yesterday. I know you did because you're getting ready to go away and you've got to get your props in uh, before your, uh, the plane um, takes off tomorrow or your app shuts down <laughs> right. and the shakes begin. Because we fly into Houston, too. And there's no betting in no Texas. No betting in there either. Right. So it's 6 a.m. And if you would have flown into Texas, you would have had to sign up for an account in Texas. Right, yeah. But still, you could have got around it, right? right. Probably would have got a sign-up bonus. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Not the case, though. So it's no. all got to be done. Well, by the time you leave. By the time the bird leaves the air, so I'll still be fired as we're <laughs> ascending up into the air tomorrow right. morning. <laughs> yeah, they'll be picking up speed, and you're trying to get that last hit press. There, there's just not enough time. Or whatever. I mean, it's just pages and pages. And, there's so many. And there's book after book, and we talk about it. Yes, we want everybody to download the Circa app 
absolutely use them. Mm-hmm. And they have pages and pages. They've got but 400, they'll have 400 and something. DraftKings has a ton. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a ton. On and on and on. You found one at FanDuel. This was at FanDuel. And I was shocked. Absolutely jaw on the... I mean, normally, you got a pretty good idea about where the odds are going to be. And this is also... We talked about this yesterday. You kind of want to have an angle. When you're sitting down with these props, you have to... At least imagine, how do you think this game's going to play out? Mm-hmm. What do you like? Maybe you like the run game of Kansas City. Maybe you do like Mahomes bounce. Whatever it is, come in kind of with the script of how you believe the game's going to go, and then you can start weeding through all these different props right. that are out there. I think the Eagles are going to have success running the football. That's their, they, they have to keep Mahomes off the field. I like Miles Sanders mm-hmm. and a couple of props. I have him involved, a couple of same game parlays, him anytime touchdown. That's involved with a couple of them that I put By out. By the way, you've got to get your Bet Rivers picks in somehow, too. I, I've already emailed them, and then we you. will have our accounts filled with our bets today. So we'll be able to get those gotcha. in there as well. But this, again, this is from FanDuel. Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell combine rushing yards. Now, first of all, if you just would have put that out there alone, I would have said. 55, maybe 60, something that's like that. That's the number you would have set. That's, and that's what the number I, you would have felt comfortable participating right. at. And if it's about even money, absolutely. Uh-huh. FanDuel has it at 40-plus. Combined rushing yards, Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. But not only that, it's plus 150. Jeez. I don't know what I'm missing. I'm sure I don't something. either because you know what? This isn't just Sanders. They, they, they distribute the carry. Not, <laughs> not evenly, nope. but Scott's going to get the football and Gainwell seemingly Every time I watch the Eagles is making a big play. So jump aboard. I'm I already think fired. that's a good one. FanDuel, plus 150. Mm-hmm. Austin Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. There's What's always their those... app like? I, I've never I've downloaded FanDuel. I like it. Do you? Yeah. No. I, I've used it a lot. You know, one thing that I really like about that app is a lot of times we talk about college basketball betting market, and they're very quick. They're one of the few that have Missouri Valley out throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. And... We talk about the MVC a lot. We watch a lot yep. of MVC hoops. So something where maybe I feel like I have a little better angle at that one. So they have not every conference. They don't have the SWAC or the MEAC, but they have most of the major mid-majors, Mountain West, A-10, MVC, Ohio Valley, MAC. I mean, a few others out there, too. So they have that. They have a pretty deep menu on top of it. And the app, it, it's nice. They, they do a good job. You can see, I mean, them and DraftKings are the behemoths. Yes. With what they, and the head start that they got right. with Daily Fantasy. That's true. It, it took them and got both them, of them. What I mean, three, four years uh-huh. ahead of the game, yeah. ahead of everybody else, trying to p- kind of play catch up. It's, it's a, you're 100 percent right. Technology. They got wise. the jump on the market, and you know what? More importantly than the jump on the market, they had their customer base already built. Absolutely. Before the green light went to New Jersey, and then started to sweep away across the country, but not Texas. Trent, so bet early. Time for another thousand dollar slam dunk. Go to kxno.com right now, uh, and once you're there, you'll see the pop up box. Insert the word bank, bank, bank at kxno.com. Your chance to win. $1,000 bank at KXNO.com. Another opportunity coming up in about an hour. It's 1125. Vinny Iyer scheduled to join us next. Super Bowl 57 conversation with Vinny when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. No big game celebration is complete. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without a game of squares, Circus Sports Iowa now offers Circus Squares bets. Everyone who has played squares knows the pain of pulling terrible numbers. With Circus Squares, instead of randomly pulling numbers, choose your square and choose which numbers you get. With a minimum bet of $1 and a maximum payout of $100,000, it's easier than ever. Download the Circus Sports app today to place your Circus Squares bets. For more information, visit CircusSports.com. Must be 21 or older and present in Iowa to wager. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call Bing.net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, taking you up until, uh, well, just before 1 o'clock. Trent's plays of the day, coming off another big day yesterday. Started the week on a good note. What, 4-1? 4-1. 4-1, and one. Four and one. Four and one, good note. You'll do it again today, and... Um, then off you go to Mexico, where the temperature's going to be? 82. Nice. All week? And pretty much. Saw an uh, 84 in there, 179. Rain every day? Uh, a couple of times. Oh, there really is. I yeah. didn't know. Passes through. They say okay. very quickly, though, if you do get any rain or cloud cover there, and floating and drinking and nice. adults-only resort. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. No worries about kids, so it's going to be a fun, fun Have time. you been before? I have never been to Mexico. I've been to Nogales, Mexico, which is right across the border from Tucson. Oh, okay. And I'll never go back. No. <laughs> Not a tourist. Not the scene you were looking for? No, 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 no. Just to say that you got there, though. No, actually, you know what? I went, we went on a school trip from Winnipeg to Tucson in like 1975 or four or six. No, must have been four or five. And did it then. It was, in a school it was, bus? No, 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 we flew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yellow school bus all the way, 50 miles an hour. Uh, anyways, uh, working on Vinny Iyer, may or may not get him. Uh, it's one of these things. Mitch Holtis, likewise scheduled to join me tomorrow at this time. Um, he's got me on his list, so I feel he says we're going to do it. So mm-hmm. we'll see, but it's the Super Bowl and certainly cut guys slack. So anyways, I started to say uh, before we got into your props, and I think and I like that prop, I really do. Um, Trent, I can't get past the Eagles. You can't. As much as I respect uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he's the best player in the league, Mm -hmm. the Eagles are just, I think they're just too much. I think it's in the trenches. I think they have a huge edge. Huge edge? Yeah, I do. I mean, on both sides of the football. And I I I like Chris Jones. And I like Creed Humphrey at center. I think him and Kelsey are the two best centers in the game. And they're going up against, well, the teams are going up against each other. Um, I don't love Kansas City's receivers, with the exception of the tight end, who's all worldly. Are we going to see Amir Smith-Marset out there? You might. Yeah. You might. With Harbin now officially out? Yeah. You you might. I never thought about that part. I wonder what he is anytime touchdown. Oh, boy. You find that out. Your little Iowa that, connection. That's pretty good. That's yeah. that's got to be a huge number, hundred to one. Well, we talked earlier the week yesterday with Nick Athen. I was shocked at circa two hundred to one on Frank Clark for Frank Clark. Uh-huh. I, I had to throw ten bucks on that. Right at that, that price. price. 
That's two grand if he hits. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, but there's better. They play this game 200 times. Yeah. I think he's winning more than one MVP. Yeah. And that's another way to look at gambling. There are so many of those out there, but you just you can't get past. I don't think the advantage is as significant as you do. Uh-huh. I do think Kansas City is going to have to run the football, though. Yep. I think, and I think they can. Yes. So the number... And I think Philadelphia has to run the football to keep 15 off the field. Oh, you have to do that, right? right. It's a pretty easy kind of thing that you want to check off the box. Say, time advantage, the offensive line that they have. Now, Lane Johnson has gotten a lot here Jones, recently. I just spilled my bottle of water all over my pants. Oh, was... man. <laughs> we got TV today. Good thing we don't have any stand-up really, shots. Yeah, really. <laughs> Getting excited about this line play, Tom. But... Well, I, I just... <sighs> The number's still one and a half. Yep. The t- the total, which I won't play the total, it, it's up to, it's up to fifty one. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to bet the game. I I just was going to take my medicine, swallow hard, and go down with my futures. Of the one that's left is the Chiefs. I have zero on the Eagles, and I and I think they're going to crush. And I've been wrong all year. I've been wrong all year long. When I love a game, it's never close. It goes the other way. Yeah. And I'm starting to really love this game and for the Eagles. I'm feeling better about my Chiefs. You guys. should. You should feel good about your Chiefs. No, but what you say is exactly right. They're, we've talked about this now for weeks. The Eagles don't have weaknesses. No. They have things that aren't as elite as some right. of their other position groups or, mm-hmm. or when you're putting together, but there's not a weak spot on this team. No, you, you normally would think Patrick Mahomes, if, if we would have told you this is going to be the Super Bowl, Patrick Holmes about Jalen or against Jalen Hurts quarterback. This can be this is no contest. I mean, Philadelphia's going to get run out of the building. Hurts has had a really good year, a terrific year. And the story of Jalen Hurts is so cool. I mean, a, a guy that lost his gig, still had to come back and help them win a championship, mm-hmm. and then departs and goes mm-hmm. to Oklahoma and has success, yep. but not a first rounder. People thought it was a stretch that he was even a I second it was rounder. Too. And here he is. And if he doesn't get hurt, he's the MVP of the league. Oh, he, was, he was the favorite the entire season, well, most of the season, until he got hurt. It was going to be cruise control. Mm-hmm. He was going to coast in there. They would have, what they did, ultimately get the number one seed and the buy and everything with it. He was playing at that level. And for a guy, I mean, just think of that, a guy that lost his job in college is on the precipice of being the MVP to of the a league. To Yes. Right. He was an outstanding player in his own right. In college, yeah. A good pro. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Better than Russell Wilson. Oh, God. I mean, there's 31 others that are, too. <laughs> Knock it off. Well, I showed you the stat that the Sports Center put up. There's five categories Russell Wilson's 2022 season where it ranks up worst, 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 worst. He had a moron running things. Well, that's true. Look, Sean Payton is a terrific football coach. I, I think it's a wonderful hire. I'm glad that the new owners, who own Walmart, <laughs> and they're doing fine. They got deep pockets. Yeah, they got uh, deep pockets. Vinny Iyer's ready if you want to get okay. him. We'll get him for five or six minutes. Uh, get his take on this. I just can't get past it. I, look, Lane Johnson and uh, Landon Dickerson and Jason Kelsey. That offensive line is really good going up. Kelsey against Frank Clark or against uh, Chris Jones. That's worth the price of admission. Then on the other side of the football, Sweat and Cox and Graham and uh, Hassan Reddick, who is the best player on the field, in my opinion, in the NFC Championship game. I don't love Kansas City's receivers, and if they 
you know, do happen to get some time to throw the ball, Darius Slay's going to shut you down. Yes. Uh, Vinny Iyer joins us from the Sporting News. Vinny, thanks for finding time for us. By the way, your alma mater will take on the Hawkeyes at Wrigley Field. I know it's Super Bowl week. Did you see that announcement that the game's been moved from Ryan Field uh, to Wrigley Field uh, in 2023? Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> we'll see how they uh, take the field. Uh, been to the first Wrigley Field game. It wasn't the best experience. So I think we lost to Illinois in that one. So maybe it's worth a return back. I think I'll at least go to a baseball game up at Wrigley this year. So looking forward to that. But, yeah, I'm not sure what you can get from Northwestern football season. Just hoping <laughs> – Basketball season uh, continues to go yeah. pretty well. No, they're having a good year. No doubt about it. Like the job Chris Collins has done. Well, let's get to Super Bowl Fifty Seven, Finney. Uh, I don't know your pick at at this point. Um, boy, oh boy, the what? What's I guess? What's the weakness of the of the Philadelphia Eagles? If Kansas City's going to win, what area of the Eagles will they exploit? The one thing that the Chiefs must do to win the game is they need to remember they have a good running game. And this is the one thing that has been the Andy Reid weakness through the years, as we know. He can sometimes just forget to run the ball. And it's not like they can't do it. They have very good blockers. Their interior offensive line is fantastic. Isaiah Pacheco is a fast and speedy runner. We've seen from the Big Ten that he's going to get those hard yards between the tackles. And you have Derek McKinnon as your change of pace. So you've got to run the ball on the Eagles. They'll do many things for the Chiefs. They'll open up the play action and create some comfortable short-down situations for Patrick Mahomes. Maybe take a deep shot. You'll take pressure off him with that the Eagles pressure of 70 sacks. And then the added benefit is uh, your drive stick a little bit longer, and you finish, and you keep the Eagles offense off the field. So this is a must. I think there's so many benefits to the Chiefs running the ball often, and I think that's the only way to win. If they don't run the ball, I'll say, more than 15 times in a game, I don't think the Chiefs can win it. I think it's a fair way to put it, and absolutely. I think the running games on both sides is certainly going to be important, and and it comes down to that. Ken, we were talking about line play right before he came on here, Vinny, and he said he believes that there's a pretty decided advantage on both sides for the Eagles, both offensively and defensively along the lines. How do you look at the line play here? How, how big of an advantage? I agree. The Eagles have an advantage. How big is it in your mind? It's pretty big up front, because when you look at the, the pass rush for the Chiefs, it is uh, engineered mainly by what Chris Jones does, mm-hmm. does inside. Now, it's by committee. The other guys, George Carlosis and Frank Clark and all these guys are pretty close with what they provide there. They're all like under double digits. But Chris Jones, if you can control Chris Jones, you're going to win. And you see what the Eagles have inside. I mean, they've got Jason Kelsey, the old veteran, and you'll get some help from either guard there to help. Uh, these uh, insecure guys have played well around Kelsey this year, so that's a concern because I think the Eagles pass rush a little bit more balanced. If you look at their defensive front here, they've got Javon Hargrave in double digits. They've got Hassan Reddick off the edge as their leading pass rusher. He's got what Josh Sweat can do. He's been mm-hmm. pretty underrated. Brandon Graham has had a career year with his sack total this year, also going into double digits. So they're more versatile in terms of they got four guys up front that can do it inside or outside. Where I think the Chiefs are based on the inside. They're also based a lot on blitzing and sending guys to their back seven, some uh, decent sack totals from their linebackers and defensive backs this year. So I think the Chiefs more have to do the disguise blitzing thing. They kind of uh, confuse Jalen Hurts. While 
I think the Eagles can just straight up line up. We've got four guys. We're going to win some battles here. But I think if you look at the weak side, I think for the Chiefs, I think you'd have to say Andrew Wiley is the right tackle. I mean, he's a guy that you would go after a little bit more than uh, what you have on the other side with Orlando Brown and Joe Davis. Is there a, uh, a decided advantage in, in the head coaching matchup here? I'm a Sirianni guy, and I didn't think I was going to be when. I mean, his press conference was uh, it, it was forgettable. I mean, it was it was maybe unforgettable just because how bad that it was. But you know what? It's it's not about winning the press conference; it's about what they do on the field. And his players love him, and I think the fan base has really come around to this guy. I get that Andy Reid's won Super Bowls; he's been in a bunch of them. Is there a decided coaching edge, Reid, over Sirianni? Is that overblown? I think when it comes down to it, this is a very schematically successful team in Philadelphia. And look at Philadelphia. I think this is a team that a lot of the execution is based on the personnel. But I think the fit of the personnel is right. And we look at the Doug Peterson, different style of coach. I mean, he's a rah-rah player's coach as a former player. Well, Nick Sirianni's that in Suribo, but fiery, tough guy that you look at and a little bit misunderstood. Uh, that sense, he doesn't trigger... The emotions there the same way as Peterson did. I mean, we knew he was up and down, and, and you saw how that affected Eagles. So you look at the assembly of talent and what they can do with that talent, the coaching has been off the charts. It's just a little bit younger for the Eagles. That's really the only difference with Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen. These guys are very young, helping a young head coach. They're just uh, really appealing with the way they understand modern things of defense and offense. And the Chiefs have been doing it for many years as well, and Andy Reid is always staying ahead. I mean, he's acting like a younger coach with his offensive innovation. So I think it's just going to be fun. I think the one thing that you might have an edge for is that how does that Jonathan Gannon team, does he mm. try to do anything too cute against uh, Patrick Mahomes? And on the other side, does Steve Spagnuolo come up with some plan to throw off John Hurts in the deep ball? So maybe that's where you see a slight edge one way or the other with the defensive scheme. Interesting, de-coordinators. Uh, good stuff. Vinny, thank you for popping on for a few minutes. Understand you're busy. We'll talk to you in the off season. Thanks for what you did during the regular season. Sure appreciate it, Vinny. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Vinny Iyer, from the Sporting News as we get into uh, SB57. Uh, well, from the NFL to the NCAA Men's College Basketball Brackets with our friend... Uh, Shelby Mass, BracketWag.com. He's got Iowa State on the two line today. Iowa on the eight. I've seen some six. Man, if they can get to a six. I don't want to play. That's the path. That's the path. I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's there. We'll see. Stay out of the eight nine game. Gotta stay out of the eight nine game. You know, that's almost unfair. <laughs> I mean, the 11's got an easier path they than do? the eights and nines. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back with Shelby Mass. We'll talk about those brackets when we return on Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Call or visit 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Shelby Mass has helped Trent and I out with the brackets uh, for oh, a handful of years now. We're grateful that he's back. He'll join us at this time every Tuesday, so assuming Shelby's schedule allows. If not, we'll work something out with him uh, on a different day part. Uh, but he's back again. Uh, and Shelby, we're grateful for that. Thank you for joining us. In Iowa State, I wake up this morning and boom, 
uh, one of, by the way, six Big 12 teams uh, that you'll find in the uh, on the four seed or better, which is remarkable in and of its own right. But Iowa State gets your last two seed. That's quite a feat for those Cyclones so far. A lot of grounds, a lot of games still yet to be played, but Iowa State uh, firmly on the two right now. Right. I, I, I like them. They're, they're doing good things, but with the Big 12, things can change. And imagine this. They got the, the teams, the 10 teams with the remaining schedule, uh, with the toughest remaining, are all Big 12. <laughs> well, that shows you something there. It, it shows you the depth of this conference, and it doesn't matter, even if you're taking on Texas Tech, mm-hmm. Oklahoma West Virginia, State, West Virginia, who Iowa Oklahoma. State sees tomorrow on the road. It's just on and on and on. It, it is an absolute bear there. You know, there's going to be a team that's going to be on the bubble. Maybe it's Oklahoma State. And they're going to be sitting there, maybe something like 17 and 14. Like, boy, can you really put a team in the bracket with 14 losses? Now, we've seen teams like that get in in the past. But, for instance, just any one of the Big 12 teams, without knowing their whole resume, that loss ledger. I know that's a problem for a lot of people, but... Boy, in this Big 12, if there was ever an argument for a team, that Big 12 team's going to have it this year, aren't they, Shelby? Yeah, I think so. You you always hear, well, what if Team B or Team A from the Big 10 were to play that same schedule? And, well, they don't. That's just it. The Big 12 has just got a gauntlet of a schedule, no matter who you are, because one night Kansas can beat Texas Tech, next night Tech can beat Kansas. Mm-hmm. And that's first and last, just about. But anybody can beat anybody, and that is that is true, no doubt this year. Well, you have Oklahoma State as your first team out, uh, so they're 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 right on the cusp. But I want to go to this past weekend, Shelby. Uh, Duke North Carolina was was a really good game. Really, it was a fun day of college basketball on Saturday. Uh, ESPN they lined it up pretty well. Uh, Duke North Carolina, very entertaining basketball game. And I saw Duke come back last night and they got pounded by Miami. Uh, what did you learn watching Duke UNC? You've got them both in the tournament. I think North Carolina, you have. Uh, as a 10 seed, in fact, I'm looking at it now, you have them at 10, uh, Duke is a 7. Uh, either one of those teams got a significant advantage over the other. The ACC is kind of struggling to find its footing with the exception, I guess, of Virginia. Yeah, I think that it's a deeper league than everybody realizes. That there's a bunch of teams that you get in, but then you've got teams like Louisville and Florida State that are way down the bottom so any loss to those guys, and that's a black mark on your resume. Uh, North Carolina, they're kind of in a situation like they were last year. They they are a decent enough team. They should, will be expected to possibly be in, but the resume says something else. They've only got one good win, and, I mean, at the end of the day, if they don't get more wins, they may not be in there. I look at college basketball here today. We have Clemson tied in the loss column of the ACC. They're one of your last four teams in. Texas A&M, second in the SEC. They are out of your field currently. <laughs> you know, we've seen conferences have downturns. We've seen that happen often. But, boy, I can't remember two of the major conferences both having kind of the way that it's setting up right now. Still got to get 68 teams in there. When you take a look at the bubble, a soft bubble is just, just what it is in today's environment. What do you think overall when you kind of look at the bottom of your seed list? 
I, I think we're probably looking at a little bit of a stronger bubble this year because there are good teams on the outside that I would like to be in, but I can't consciously put them in. A&M is one of them. They've get, they're a nice team, but they don't have the meat on their schedule that that would push them in. They're close, but you know, nowadays we got these mega conferences that play an unbalanced schedule. So it's not apples to apples, oranges to oranges. Everybody's doing something different. Uh, Big Ten, they, you know, first place team could play a majority of their games against the bottom half of the league, whereas the fifth place team could play majority against the higher end teams. And so it's not really fair to judge true. by conference. Yeah, that's a good point. Shelby, with uh, Purdue getting picked off by Indiana on the weekend, did that do anything? You had them as your overall uh, number one seed, um, and they remained there. How, how close were you, if at all, uh, to moving that around and maybe elevating Arizona to your number one overall seed? The fact that it was on the road ah. and it was somewhat close game, they didn't really have a chance of falling unless it would have been a 30-point win for Indiana, and it wasn't. So Indiana helped themselves, moved up, but Purdue, I can't, I can't knock them for that. It's not a bad loss at all. You uh, talked about Iowa State up to the number 2 seed line now. The Iowa Hawkeyes have also advanced up your bracket here over the last week since we talked last. Three wins, all in Carver, yep. but three wins against all three teams that are projected NCAA tournament teams, Rutgers, Northwestern, and, of course, Illinois over the weekend. This Hawkeye team on the eighth seed, they are fourth in the country in quad one victories, but they also have that anchor of the Eastern Illinois loss. You look at the Hawkeyes' resume, what pops off the screen to you? That loss. <laughs> yeah. That, that, they can't do anything about it now. I know they had my injuries that a couple guys out. But still, Iowa should beat that team by 30, and they just didn't do it. I don't know if they were overlooking them or what. But, man, you take a loss like that, and that will stick with you all year long. Uh, Shelby, we have 30 seconds left. The Missouri Valley Conference, is it's really tight. The Big 12 race is a heck of a race as well. So is the Valley. Any chance uh, that somehow this conference sneaks out an at-large bid, or is is that a long shot at best? I think it's a long shot because it, the league is good enough where you've got multiple teams tied for first and they're beating each other up. You don't have one team that, that has major separation to where they can hold their hold their own and be in. Uh, everybody has four or five conference losses. And that doesn't bode well for selection Sunday. Shelby Mass, bracketwag.com, bracketwag.com. He brackets, uh, for, does his bracket work for the Gannett, and he joins us each and every Tuesday to talk about the uh, brackets as we inch our way to Selection Sunday. Shelby, we'll talk to you in seven days. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Shelby Mass, bracketwag.com, bracketwag.com. Adam Emenecker. 